0: Welcome to Ghouls Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So, I have a stupid joke. What's the difference between the bird flu and the swine flu? I don't know. One requires tweetment, and the other requires oinkment. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. It's stupid. It's not even funny. <laughs> I thought it was a good, um, it was a virus joke, yeah. so it fit okay. well with what's happening. Okay. So, that's why I picked it so <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to start off with some stories of the most misguided people that these people have ever met. Okay. So we're going to talk about some stupid people. Okay. So the first one is from Redditor 1921, Zaleo, Zaleo, I think. In grade 10, we had a science test, and the teacher gave one point for putting a date on the paper and one point for your name on the paper. Then there were 98 points for the rest of the test. A guy sitting in front of me got a .5 out of 100. He didn't write the date and only wrote his first name. Oh, my gosh. Wow. You could, I mean, like, at least get two points. Dave. Yeah, really. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. Next one is from Redditor Bear Lodge. I once used a flashlight on my phone to look for my phone under the couch. <laughs> <laughs> when everybody's done that. Oh my gosh. I've been talking on the phone. And like, I, I can't been, find my phone. I, can't <laughs> find, I don't know where my phone is. I can't find it. <laughs> when it's literally <when> <laughs> on my face. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've done that a few times. <laughs> Then you feel so stupid. I know. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad nobody was around. (laughs) And then you post it on the internet. (laughs) Okay, next one's from Redditor Bclay85. I worked at a bank. Mobile depositing had just become a thing. We received a picture of someone's cash for deposit. Yeah. (laughs) No. I... I wonder how many times that's
1: happened, though. Yeah, really.
0: Oh, I can just deposit it on my mobile app? Oh, my gosh. No way. Let me just take a picture. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's why the bank's like, um, you have to actually give us the money. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next one is from
0: Too Many Plant Friends. Oh. I- <laughs> I used to manage a retail store that sold teen clothing, so as expected, I primarily had teens working for me. One employee came to the back room while I was on break and asked what I was eating. Somehow the topic turned to how I shouldn't have brought chicken for lunch because she wanted chicken, or I should have brought chicken for lunch because she wanted chicken. I told her I was a vegetarian and therefore do not eat meat. She tells me chicken is not meat, it's poultry. And vegetarians can eat poultry. She said at the grocery store, the aisles list meat and poultry separately, so they're obviously different. We argued for a couple of minutes before I finally told her to go back on the sales floor. She didn't last long. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my gosh. People are dumb. Oh, my gosh. I think these just get worse. Next one is from Stonewall5101. I just had a customer yell at me for putting their eggs in a separate bag, saying they don't want all those bags and the paper ones always rip, before putting it in the bag and throwing a pound of flour on top. It was somewhat satisfying seeing their faces as we heard the cracks until I realized that I'm the one that had to clean it up. Oh, also, she complained that we hadn't warned her about how fragile eggs are. Oh, my God fuck off seriously are you how dumb
1: are you oh my gosh my eggs cracked (laughs) stupid um
0: next one's from reddit redditor full hard yeah the fact florida had to tell people not to shoot at hurricanes
1: oh my god
0: (laughs) that was a thing they had to put out a warning. It's fucking wind. Sh- <laughs> well, people are shooting at it. Oh, wait, no.
1: Hurricanes are water.
0: It's water and, and wind. wind. It's just a big storm. But yeah, you can't shoot yeah. it. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> oh my gosh okay next one is from redditor Oscar Devine I'm a physician, eye doctor specifically I will tell you that the longer I work now 15 years my standard for the average person continues to decline (laughs) case in point thanks to the awful information filtering out there I had a patient just last week who read that vitamin D helps you resist a coronavirus infection well, he had also read that you can get more vitamin D by getting more sun. So he wanted to, quote, collect as much light as possible with his eyes. Oh, my God. As a result, he stared at the sun for oh a Oh, my God. 60 seconds and burned holes directly into his retinas, permanently reducing his vision with no chance at future improvement.
1: What an idiot. Beyond. Beyond. Oh my gosh. So That's scary. scary. That is scary. I can't believe that there's people like that out in the world with the rest of us. I know I know. Like what what? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> I
0: mean, it's, it's this is why I choose choose these because not only are they funny, like we can laugh at it, but yeah. it's also
1: very scary. It is very scary. It's like I've said before, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. By the human
0: race. Yes. Paranormal podcast people. Okay. okay. Next one is from Fly a Desk. <laughs> I used to work in Banff National Park, or Banff. We've had this conversation before. <laughs> <Yeah>. Banff. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> One day at the end of the tour, I was driving some guests back to their hotel, and a woman was adamant that Banff was clearly a dangerous place to visit since we, quote, just let wild animals run around everywhere. They should be in cages. Oh, my God. Had to fight the urge to throw her off the bus. <laughs> what an idiot. How, how dare you... Put people in danger by letting wild animals run free. (laughs) How dare you? Next one is from M.T. Bull. I was in high school and we were reading a short story about what would have happened if the Japanese attacked us back with nuclear weapons after Hiroshima and Nagasaki. A girl in my class raised her hand and said something along the lines of, Why does this matter? None of it's real anyway. The teacher had to ask her to clarify, but the girl thought World War II and the bombing of Japan were just from movies and didn't actually happen. Best part, the girl was half Japanese. Oh, wow. Wow. You know, there are people that think, like, the Titanic was just a movie. And Pearl Harbor, that's just a movie. Obviously, they didn't pay attention in school. No, no, and you you can tell they're dumb. Okay, next one is from False Alarm, everyone. Um, This is a quote from Yosemite Park Ranger on why it's hard to design a bear-proof garbage can. Quote, There's a considerable, considerable, let me start that over. (laughs) Okay, quote There is a considerable overlap between the intelligence of the smartest bears and the dumbest tourists. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is fucking hilarious. And I love the person who said that. <laughs> next one is from replay ii the woman oh the woman that called the radio station to complain about the deer crossing signs on a highway saying that the deer will see the sign and consider this a safe place to cross the road there have been a couple of those there's been a woman that called into a radio station and a couple of people you know how in newspapers they'll have like rants sometimes mm-hmm. so a couple of people have posted that like why do you put those deer crossing signs where it's not safe for the deer to cross there
1: oh my god
0: they are like
1: oh my god
0: i know i know
1: oh you
0: should see Jody, to you guys she, <laughs> she can't even show me her face i'm disgusted <laughs> I- <laughs> it's uh- it's so it's so embarrassing. It's it's oh my god! Like I said, I'm not the
1: smartest person in the
0: world. No, but, but common sense. Like, do they really think deer are looking at the signs? I think they do. Oh my gosh! <clears throat> I really think they do, and they're like, okay, guys, you guys here, come come to the sign. This is where we need to cross. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: oh my gosh okay and my last one is from in the bathroom 101 friend of mine showered in cold water for a year because he never thought of turning the other tap to see what it would do
1: (laughs) he deserves his cold showers and he didn't notice the red and the blue I
0: i mean like and that's just not in your new apartment dude that has been in every bathroom you've ever been in your entire life oh and you t- like oh my god <laughs> if i was that person's mother i would die well see that makes me wonder if they had a decent family oh, maybe cuz you know some people just can't help it they just like who doesn't know that i know cold showers just because oh well there's another knob but I'm sure it doesn't do
1: anything <laughs> I okay mean, those it's are my kind dumb people of self-explanatory but whatever yeah okay. yeah well, yeah <laughs> oh my gosh okay I did these are police stories ...of the Strange and Unexplained. These are the best. This is, uh, I got this from a book. It's called True Police Stories of the Strange and Unexplained by Ingrid P. Dean. Okay. In 1992, I worked the 12th Precinct, now the Western District of the City of Detroit, in a marked uniform patrol unit. My regular partner and I had been separated by a shift supervisor who didn't like either one of us. What a dick. Yeah. I was paired with a... Well, wait until you... hmm. Oh, God. I was paired with a desk officer who had little street experience. As we went out on the road, I hoped it was going to be an average day. As it became dark, we found ourselves driving north on Wyoming Road near Santa Clara. There was a red light at the intersection and all traffic was stopped. The car in front of us was occupied by three guys and had license plate BNL661. I'll never forget that number. The car stopped momentarily and then drove through the light. My first thought was that the light was stuck, but then it turned green. The occupants of nearby cars looked at my partner and me as if to say, you're the police, do something about it. We activated our lights and attempted to pull the car over. The occupants began to argue. We could see them yelling at each other. They weren't going too fast, just cruising, but they weren't stopping the car either. I advised our dispatcher of the situation and the direction we were traveling. Then the car turned down to a side street and parked. Instinct told me to stay farther behind them than I normally would on a traffic stop. As I started to exit the patrol car, the person in the front passenger seat leaned out the door, of, leaned out of the door window, and fired at me with an Intratech nine-millimeter Uzi-style weapon. Oh, shit. Everything happened so fast. He fired at least three shots before I realized we were under fire. I quickly re-entered the police car to get to the radio to call for help. I shouted, "Officer in trouble, twelve eleven under fire." As I reached for my weapon, I could see bullets tearing through the metal hood of the patrol car on an angle towards the driver's door, my side. I knew I'd be hit if I exited. Then the gunman fired a shot directly into the windshield of the patrol car at face level. I should have been killed. It should have hit me directly in the mouth. However, the bullet flew up, deflecting off the windshield. I knew the windshield wouldn't take another hit without being penetrated. I had no choice but to get out of the car to fire because my shots were not effective from a se- from a seated position. As I started to leave the car, everything went in slow motion. A golden light filled the car and I heard a calm male voice say, don't worry, you're going to come out of this fine, you won't be hurt. I believed the voice. It felt as if a shield had been raised up in front of me. I knew that I wouldn't be hurt. I exited the police car while the gunman was still shooting. I aimed and fired my weapon, causing the driver to floor the gas pedal and speed away. I emptied my magazine as the gunman and his accomplices fled. I was not harmed at all. I looked around and saw my partner's hat in the street. The passenger door was wide open. The first thing I thought was that my partner was hit. I searched around the patrol car and advised dispatch that I couldn't find my partner. Moments later, additional police cars arrived. One with my partner in the back seat. It turned out my partner ran from the gunman after the first shot. Physically, I had been left alone. But spiritually, I had the best backup in the world. I am alive today because of divine intervention. (gasps) What an asshole! I know!
0: I was... (laughs) I was thinking the partner was a ghost or something. I was like, how was... I thought he was dead. Yeah. I thought he got hit. Oh, my God. Yeah, what a dick.
1: Oh, my gosh. I love guardian angel stories. I know. When I was young, my mom said she had a guardian angel to watch over us, especially whenever we traveled or did something risky, like race motorcycles. She said she always sent along her angel to take care of us. Mm -hmm. Both of my parents died in 1987, my dad from a long battle with cancer, and my mom of a broken heart. They died within 12 hours of each other. Since then, I have always known that my mom's angel watches over us, and I have called upon her many times to protect my kids. In 1997, another trooper and I from the Detroit Post volunteered to transfer to Brenton Harbor. I figured, or Benton, I figured Benton Harbor would be a lot like Detroit, plus it would be a break from the regular stuff at the D- Detroit Post. Benton Harbor was a lot like Detroit, just a smaller scale one common practice when we came to a red light while patrolling was that if traffic was clear we treated the light like a stop sign stop look both ways and then drive through the philosophy was to get the job done and not waste time sitting at a red light on one particular night i was driving and we had been stop signing red lights all night about three in the morning my partner and i approached a green light at a blind intersection in downtown benton harbor The tall buildings on all corners prevented me from seeing any possible oncoming oncoming cars. (laughs) I said to my partner, we've been through red lights all night. I think I'll stop for this green light and balance the scale. I had no sooner stopped at the light when a car came screaming around the corner and drove at at a high rate of speed, speed through the red light. if i had not stopped at the green light we would have been broadsided my partner and i looked at each other in amazement both our jaws dropped and we stared at each other in awe we both knew we had been divinely protected i knew my mom's angel had saved me once again of course we chased down the car and took appropriate action
0: oh i love that (laughs) and who
1: stops at a green light that is so crazy i know oh my gosh uh, let's see. In the autumn of 1982, I was sci- assigned to CID, Criminal Investigation Div- Division, special investigations, working surveillance on Highway M13 near Saginaw, Michigan. I was following an undercover officer and a dangerous suspect in a vehicle ahead of me. My job was to follow the car and keep the UC out of trouble, and to back him up if needed. While driving southbound, I had just passed two trucks, a pickup and a semi, when a 10-year-old boy rode his bike out from his driveway directly in front of me. He was crossing the road and failed to look to see what traffic was headed in his direction. I had two choices, hit the boy or swerve the car to the shoulder of the road. At the time, all I could think of was my own son, who was about the same age. I wasn't going to hit this kid, so I took the shoulder of the road. Obviously, I was traveling above the speed limit to complete the pass and to keep the UC's vehicle in sight. I lost control of the surveillance car on the gravel shoulder. The car swerved radically back and forth and shot across the northbound lane of traffic. Lucky for me, nobody was coming. The car hit a driveway culvert Culvert and then flew airborne over a four-foot ditch. It is at this point that everything slows down in my mind. As the car is going through the air and I'm headed sideways toward a large tree in someone's front yard, I ask myself, am I going to be all right? The voice in my head responds, you'll be fine. (laughs) My car lands on the ground, the windows blow out, and dust and dirt are everywhere. I am shaken, but fine. As I pull myself out of the car, I wonder where the voice came from. That's it. Oh, (laughs) that was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) It was just about quitting. Quitting time on a cold December fifth afternoon. I always got an anxious feeling in the pit of my stomach at quitting time, because I worried that the dispatchers would conjure up something special to assign me at the last possible minute. All I had on my mind was picking up my one and five-year-old boys and getting home to where it was comfy cozy. I was tired of being out in the cold air all day and in, and had evil thoughts about turning off or at least turning down the police radio so I could claim later that I didn't hear any last minute radio calls. <laughs> but I laughed at myself and left the radio on to proclaim its endless parade of police calls. As sure as the sun sets, I received a radio call of a suspicious vehicle. The occupants of the vehicle had open containers of beer when they stopped in a bank drive through As soon as I acknowledged the radio call, this very same sus- suspicious vehicle drove by me. I couldn't believe it. Darn it, I couldn't ignore it. I conducted a standard police traffic stop several blocks away from where I first spotted this vehicle and in front of the local hospital where my wife was presently working. I cautiously walked up to the car and saw closed containers of beer still in the a store paper sack, and situated on the floorboard in the front of the passenger. There was no aroma of beer, and the two adults and a very small child who were in the vehicle seemed pleasant and mild-mannered. I checked the driver's license, and I checked for warrants. All checked out okay, until I noticed that the license plates had expired. I explained to the driver that the vehicle would have to be towed, and he would receive a citation for the expired plates. I told him to have a seat in the back of my cruiser, and that I'd explain how to take care of everything, and all would be okay. He complied without incident. My shift supervisor arrived and kept watch over the other, other occupants. I got in the driver's seat of the cruiser with the driver of the stopped vehicle seated behind me it all happened so fast that this to this day i cannot properly articulate what happened next i just know what happened as i explained to the driver the procedure of getting his car out of impound the hairs on the back of my neck felt tingly in the blink of an eye it seemed i felt a very strong urging a prompting to get out get out The strong prompting felt like a a sense of dire urgency that danger was fast approaching and to get out. It was as if some unknown entity was very strongly trying to nudge me quickly out of the cruiser. I felt it, but it wasn't like how a human physically pushes another human. It's like an internal feeling of being pushed and if someone telling you to get out. No actual voice, but a feeling of someone speaking. It's very difficult to explain i very rapidly got out of the cruiser as i got out this feeling prompted me to draw my firearm and confront the driver after i jerked open the rear door of the cruiser my jaw dropped I could plainly see him raising a handgun from between his legs and pointing it at the back of the driver's seat where I was seated. I must have gotten out of the cruiser and drew my weapon so fast that it took him by surprise. My supervisor and I wrestled the gun from the driver and he was arrested on a felony charge. The suspect's gun was loaded with 9mm rounds and there was one in the chamber. I learned my lesson and I frisked whoever gets in the cruiser with some exceptions, and I listened to my intuition, or to whatever entity might be trying to help me. I had other incidents in my career involving these strong urgings or promptings, an interior voice, if you will, that led to the recovery of murdered people. I never mentioned these incidents before because no one wants to be labeled crazy, especially a police officer.
0: Holy shit.
1: That's crazy. That is crazy.
0: And that I mean, like he said he he didn't even know
1: what happened, yeah, that's crazy, okay it was not on on I cannot say this word for some reason what uncommon oh. <laughs> for me to be 20 or 30 miles away from a call or an incident. One day, the dispatcher reported a rollover accident, possible fatal, and requested for a car to respond. I radioed in and drove to the scene, even though I was more than half an hour away. When I arrived, I saw a car had rolled over onto its roof. There was no one inside. I did, however, find one body that had apparently been thrown from the car lying nearby, face up in the ditch. The strange thing is that the man's legs and arms were crossed. This was unusual. I couldn't help but notice how peaceful he looked. He was deader than a doornail, but he looked peaceful. Fatal accidents require hours of tedious and time-consuming investigation. Pictures must be taken, sketches made, and measurements noted. The investigator may have to recreate the accident scene in a courtroom several years after the fact, so I requested assistance from an accident reconstructionist for the crime lab, from the crime laboratory. This will be a five-hour report before it's over, I thought. After I roped off the area and set out some flares, I returned to the car. As I was sitting in the cruiser writing notes and recording data, an old Cadillac hearse pulled up. Two men were inside. They parked in front of me, waved hello, and smiled as they got out. I watched as they walked over to the body. Each man grabbed a limb, and they started to carry the dead man toward the hearse. To say the least, I was surprised. I jumped out of my car and raced over to them. What the hell do you think you're doing? I I bellowed. Put that body back just the way you found it and get the hell out of here. (laughs) I made a cl- I made it clear that I had not I had not summoned a hearse and wouldn't need them at least for a few more hours. I would call them when their services were needed. The driver and the assistant stood there dumbfounded. at six feet, four inches and two hundred and twenty five pounds. they were not about to challenge me. They could see I was not in a good mood and meant business they returned to the hearse after several minutes one of them eased out of the vehicle and approached me he said we were en route from our funeral home near Fort Wayne Indiana we were transporting the body of a man who passed away the day before yesterday we happened to come across this rollover just after it happened both the driver and one occupant were injured our hearse was full and there is more money in transporting injured people than dead people so we put the dead guy in the ditch, loaded up the two injured individuals, and raced to the hospital. Oh! Now we are returning to pick up the original body. I have had serious injury accidents that turned into fatals. However, I never had a fatal accident that turned into an injury accident. Just goes to show anything can happen.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, I bet he never thought he'd be screaming at someone, put that dead man back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. I mean.
1: (laughs) That was good. (laughs) Alright. When I was a brand new recruit at the St. Joseph Post, I assigned to work with Larry Boger. Troop Boger was a short, stocky, stubborn old man with a gruff voice, deep lines on his face, gray hair, and a cigarette in his mouth. He was the epitome of what we called old school. I was green and shy. We were having coffee at the local gas station when dispatch requested assistance on a train-slash-pedestrian accident. This type of accident is usually fatal, so my heart started to pound. I had never been to a serious accident before. We arrived at the train tracks in the area where a pedestrian was supposed to have been hit by the train. We didn't see anything immediately. It was a sunny winter day, and the sky was blue. Larry advised... Take your time and walk carefully down the tracks. Larry always sauntered to my fast pace. As he grabbed the radio prep from the patrol car, I got out. These were the days when you had to have a repeater and the patrol car for the handheld radio to work, and sometimes reception was poor. Larry was not overly excited, so I tried to copy his behavior. They always said in recruit school, the new troopers are reflections of their senior officers. I wanted to act cool. Mm -hmm. Cool, stay relaxed, and be just like him. Larry suddenly stopped. I thought to myself, oh my God. But Larry remained calm. He put his cigarette in his mouth, took a puff, and then slowly blew out the smoke. Then he matter-of-factly said into the prep, Central dispatch, we got a leg. My heart was racing, but I pretended to be calm. We continued walking down the track. Larry stopped, put a cigarette in his mouth, and took another puff. He looked up into the sky, and this time he blew smoke rings. He said into the prep, Central, we got us an arm. His voice was monotone and he seemed undaunted. We continued walking. Larry came to an abrupt stop. He had spotted something in the snowbank. He took another puff of his cigarette and said, Central, we got us a torso now. Oh, God. The sun was so bright I had to adjust my eyes. I was trying hard to see what he was looking at. In shock, I said, Oh, okay. Now I can see him. I thought, wow, how does Larry stay so calm? I don't know if I can ever be like him. Larry looked at me and, like a teacher, said, Now, young man, walk over there and see if he's alive. Check and see if you can get a pulse. I was too sheepish. The torso lay motionless, its head partially face down in the snowbank. It was probably 100 feet from the train track. I thought, holy mackerel, that poor guy... had to be hit pretty hard to be laying way over there. As I approached the torso, I could feel myself hyperventilating. (laughs) I was scared. I had never seen a dead body in this condition before. My pulse throbbed in my neck. Very slowly and cautiously, I extended two fingers toward his neck to check for a pulse. Suddenly, the man swung his body around, his face only inches from my nose, and blurted, Hey, I think I need an ambulance. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) What? what the man's eyeballs were nearly nearly popped out of the sockets like a freak at a halloween party i could almost touch the whites of his eyes i let out a shriek jumped, jumped back nearly 10 feet and landed flat on my ass in the snow yes it was a sight larry and i never forgot the train had pushed and dragged the man at such a high rate of speed that his limbs were cut and thrown from the track in different directions. Oh my God, the man's limbs were sever- severed so quickly and it was so cold outside that his body his blood coagulated and the man survived. Oh Two my months God. later, I stopped him on the roadway for speeding. Oh. <laughs> he proceeded to show me his prosthesis. Did I say that right? Prosthesis. So. He was okay. delighted to see me and enthusiastically said, Thank you so much for helping me. See, I got a new arm and a new leg and I can drive. Uh, I decided not to give him a ticket. Somehow it just didn't seem appropriate. <laughs> oh my god. No. Oh my gosh. I would die. That would
0: be horrible. Oh my god. I would be like freaking I think I out. Need an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. I think something's wrong. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> I think this is my last one. Um, abandoned mines are extremely dangerous to explore or even to go near. In Utah, many are undocumented, especially on private property. Mine shafts are particularly hazardous because they are nothing but vertical openings that go very deep, some more than 1,000 feet into the earth. People can fall into the shafts never to be found again, which makes abandoned mines and mine shafts ideal places to dump dead bodies. I am a federal undercover officer and my work requires special clearance. A confidential informant told me that a body had been dumped down a wince of an abandoned mine shaft. Winces are vertical drops but within the mines themselves they are shafts shafts that connect one level to another lower level, like an elevator shaft without the elevator. Winces can descend into depths that are water filled, toxic and radioactive. I'm sure bodies can disappear Decompose quickly if culprits know what they are doing. I do not re- recommend anyone even explore such places. The shaft collars of these dormant mines are often loose and unconsolidated, and the sides of the walls break away easily from intrusion. I drove into the quiet countryside and got permission from the owner to investigate the abandoned mine on his property. I first searched for any disturbances in the area such as loose gravel, footwear impressions and blood, anything to indicate that a body was dumped. I didn't see anything unusual. What I did find was old equipment and piles of waste rock all around a couple of old buildings. I spotted what I believed to be a mine tunnel. It was wide open. At least this was consistent with what the informant told me. You can't always trust an informant's information. I, signed my light, I shined my light through the mine opening and could see movement in the dark corner. It appeared to be a child, about four feet tall. I immediately yelled at him, ''Police, come out. You are not in any trouble. It is too dangerous for you to go any further.'' ''Hello?'' There was no answer. I thought it might be the rancher's kid, but learned later that he didn't have any children. This was a desolate area and it didn't appear like anyone had been here in a long time, not even vehicles. Reluctantly I stepped into the opening of the mine. I didn't intend mine. I didn't intend to proceed much further, it was too dangerous. The opening was held up by old support timbers that seemed safe enough and stable, but they could easily have been rotted wood. I tried not to be fooled by appearances. Such old structures can easily disintegrate from the weight of just one person. Young man, I said, this is not a cave. It is unstable and can cave in. Come out. I felt anxious for the boy to walk out as I knew the dangers of these places. Still no answer. I walked into the mine and a little further and could see movement again. I see you. Come out. I just want to talk to you. You can die if you fall down a hidden shaft. There was no answer, yet I knew I was not seeing things. It had been a kid. It moved on two legs and appeared agile. He moved quickly. I was certain the kid was playing games with me. Then I thought to myself, Okay, I'll just be totally still and catch you on your on your way out. Then I'll give you a good scolding and send you home. I stood behind a support beam for what felt like an hour. In reality, it was probably only 20 minutes. It was a hot day, and time felt like it was standing still. Then I saw a flicker of movement in the shadow again, but as soon as I saw it, it disappeared. I swear I didn't move a muscle. I started to second-guess myself and think, well, it could be an animal. Maybe it was a bear or a mountain lion and is merely escaping the noon heat. After all, animals are known to den in these mines i kept one hand near my pistol at all times it must have been a hundred degrees even in the cooler recesses of the mine i took a drink of water and saw the movement again the shadow was definitely two-legged and there were two obvious long slender arms it is human all right i think i no longer doubt myself come on i shouted i could use your help right now talk to me it moved swiftly again from one support structure to another i couldn't see it clearly in the dark I stood still for another 20 minutes. I had decided to wait until it was close enough and then shine my flashlight on him. Admittedly, it was hot. I was hot, getting frustrated, irritated, and tired of waiting. Nevertheless, I remained motionless and unwavering. When I'm truly beginning to doubt myself again, I finally saw more movement, and now it was getting closer. He was almost within arm's reach. I had him now. I surprised him. I shined my light on him in one swift click of the button. When he turned toward me, I saw a reptilian-faced creature that scared the shit out of me, and I ran. The instant the light shone on its face, it dove into the earth like it was water. (gasps) Initially, I thought he went into the wince, but there didn't seem to be an opening, though it was dark. The ground was solid where it had disappeared. I wasn't seeing things. Its face was greenish-gray and reptilian. Maybe it was an animal, but no one has been able to convince me of that yet. It was too weird. I suppri- i suppose it could have been a person in a mask, but in a dark mine with no one else around. Ooh, that's creepy. That is totally creepy. What the fuck? I don't know. Ooh,
0: that's I'm, all I have. I love it. Okay, so I did. I got mine from Ranker, and I did, people describe the scariest things they've ever seen. Okay. First one, I was a dog walker, opened the door to my most frequent client, h- hanging by a slip lead she had gotten from me. She had been done for two days. That shit fucked me up for a long time. Wait, what? Okay, this person was a dog walker. Okay. They opened the door to their most frequent client, hanging by a slip lead she had gotten from
1: me. Oh, so they hung themselves? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: By a slip lead that they gave...
1: Mm. Ooh, God.
0: Next one, I was surfing with a group of friends, and while paddling back, came across a dead body. He was completely swollen from being in the water, and I can still see his eyeless face when we flipped him over.
1: Ugh. Ooh. I've never seen a dead body. That wasn't like at a funeral. Yeah,
0: me neither. I don't don't, want to either. I don't
1: want to. That
0: would be super scary. Next one. A few years ago, my family and I lived in a house with a rather large basement. Our basement had a door which led to a smaller room where my dad mainly kept his tools. When I was about 16, I went downstairs to get a textbook because I was working on a science project. This was about 3 a.m. I went downstairs and turned on the light. While I was halfway down the stairs, the doorknob on the door, which led to the smaller room, started violently shaking. Whoever was trying to open the door couldn't because the door was locked. Then they banged on the door one time and stopped. I thought it could have been my brother or my dad who probably got stuck in there, so I wanted to go check but just in case i went back upstairs to pick up my dad's hunting rifle with my heart beating out of my chest i opened the door and no one was there this is impossible because there's no other way out of the small door other than that door and even if the person who was violently shaking the doorknob opened the door and left i would have seen him or her while i was upstairs grabbing the rifle my parents dismissed this as me hallucinating but i know what i saw thankfully we moved out a while back By far the scariest moment of my life. Hmm, creepy. I know. Next one, a guy being shot just a couple of feet away from me and my friend. I think the scary thing is that me and my friend saw that car coming down the road and just stared at it. Once the shots rang out, we hid under a car. I'm surprised they didn't do anything to us afterwards. That'd be scary. Yeah. Next one, the inside of a green sedan car when a guy tried to kidnap me when I was 18. Uh. He had the door open and tried to push me in, inside several times. I remember thinking, if he gets me inside, I'm dead. So I put the heel of my shoe at the bottom of the door, one hand on the roof, and pushed against the car with all of the strength, while, all of my strength while crying. I bit, scratched, and hit... But I'm thin, and he was a muscular young guy, so the inside of that car is the scariest thing I've ever seen.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Next one, my mother's husband coming at me with a machete trying to kill me. Jeez. I stumbled and fell. It's not... A silly horror movie trope. It happens. I still hear the sound of it hitting the floor inches away from my feet as I scrambled backwards. Did you know that machetes make sparks when they hit hard surfaces? Oh,
1: my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. Yeah. You know,
0: the shit that people have to go through in their lives is just unbelievable to me. Yeah. And I'm sure what I've had to go through is unbelievable to someone else. You know, you just yeah. never know. Crazy. Crazy i got mugged once so i'd say my mug my mugger i remember his face very clearly he stabbed me once on the side of my torso and i had to go to therapy for it Mm. that's scary uh next one the inside of a barrel of a shotgun i was younger shot at a kid with a paintball he ran home and got his dad's shotgun still didn't know if it was loaded oh my gosh next one my sister with a needle in her arm and her head blown off in the garage (gasps) oh my gosh oh my gosh that's horrible that is horrible next one driving down the street approaching a freeway overpass and seeing a tanker crashing into a into the bridge and exploding on the overpass i stop about five feet (laughs) I stop about five feet from the flames and can't back up because traffic is behind me. I jumped out and ran.
1: Yeah, I would too. That is scary.
0: Next one, a highway car crash at the front of my friends. We heard the noise when we were in the house. We ran outside to see what had happened. A guy from my high school crossed to the other side of the road and collided head on with a truck. He burned to death in front of my friends and I. next one once when i was about 10 or 11 years old i heard the story from one of my friends about a local urban legend that only came out during the years that ended in a seven the year was 2017 and it was a warm june night i had gone downstairs to get myself a glass of water from the kitchen i then went out to the bathroom I then went to the bathroom, and while I was washing my hands, I looked out the window and saw a huge set of blood-stained teeth. I told my parents, and they didn't believe me, of course. To this day, I still wonder if those teeth I saw that night could have been those of the Michigan dog man.
1: Ah. Interesting.
0: Next one, I lived in Texas, and about 18 years ago, I could hear my neighbors fighting. The husband was a violent drunk. They were fighting outside. Just as I opened the front door to watch the... the, Just as I opened the front door to watch another fight unfold between the husband and wife, I saw the wife open the door to their truck, pull out a 12-gauge shotgun, and put a hole in her husband's chest. Shit. Damn. God, I couldn't imagine seeing something like that. Mm It's bad enough hearing it. Yeah, that would be scary. Mm-hmm. But oh my God, yeah. Next one, my mom being choked with a knife to her throat by my dad. It didn't help that I was seven, and I had to call for help.
1: Aw, it's terrible. It's horrible.
0: Next one, my brother coming home almost naked and beaten up. Some people had jumped him, stripped him, and ganged up on him over some girl, apparently. The fact that he was beaten up wasn't so scary, but he was naked. My mind immediately jumped to worse stuff. Mm. Yeah, why would they strip him naked? Yeah. Next one. I once saw a guy coming o- I'm going to start that over. I once saw a guy riding on top of my family's car. He was leaning over the top and looking through the window, just smiling at me and my siblings. Weird. Creepy. What? <laughs> Next one, I saw a young teenage girl sit on the edge of a nine-story building roof uh, contemplating suicide. Me and my work partner were on the ground watching the negotiator working with her to talk her down. I'm getting anxious just remembering it. She was talked off the ledge and brought to the hospital. She didn't jump. That's good. Yeah. Next one, my mom, siblings, and I all have seen this, but we start to... What? Have all okay. My mom's siblings have, and I have all seen this, but we start to smell cigarette smoke. Then we turn, ar- turn around or look to see a man sitting or standing just watching us. Then it disappears. Ooh. That's creepy. creepy. Next one had a schizophrenic meth head on. Three, a three-day bender break into my house while my son was home and I was at work. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, no. My that t- is horrifying.
0: Yeah. My 12-year-old was on Christmas break from school and decided to sleep in my bed with me the night before to watch a movie. When I got up for work in the morning, I left him to sleep in my bed. It's a small safe town and he's responsible, so I didn't have any issue leaving him for a few days. I still had to work before leaving for the Christmas holiday. I had been at work for an hour when he texted me and told me someone was in the house. I immediately thought that it was one of our friends dropping off Christmas baking or something, and texted back, Who is it? He responded he didn't know. They told the dogs not to bark and wake me up. I thought that that was odd, so I drove home and checked around, not seeing anything, went to my room, and he was covered up in blankets. I got him out of bed, and he's telling me he saw someone, didn't hear them leave. So I brought him upstairs to check the cameras. Once upstairs, waiting for the camera recordings to load, he went to the washroom. I had a weird feeling, so I thought I'd better check in the closet in my room. It's a big walk-in closet. As soon as I walked in the closet and turned the light on, I saw him hiding in the corner. (laughs) I was immediately furious. I yelled at him and called the police. I waited with him while he rocked back and forth, sitting on the floor for the police to come. I wasn't sure what he was on, but he wasn't aggressive towards me. Police arrested him, and then once he was back at the detainment... He attacked a female cop and tried to get her gun to shoot her. Once it was all over with, everything sunk in and it took a long time to get over that fear. I had to force myself to check the spot he was hiding in every time I went into my closet to tell my brain he wasn't there. Oh my gosh. That is creepy. Next one, I had just finished watching Insidious. My son, who was around six at the time, was asleep in the room. In his room. I could see his room and him and his bed out of the corner of my eye from the couch I was sitting on. I was talking to my best friend on the phone and I see movement. I stopped talking, turned my head to see to the side to see him. He slowly sat up in bed and slowly turned his head to face me. (laughs) Just his head, his eyes were closed. Oh my God. It was especially terrifying because the entire movie I was thinking about how it weirdly was like my son. (laughs) He had an unexplained coma for 12 hours, had night terrors and sleepwalking. He talked a lot about quote monster vision and at one point had an imaginary friend with no face that told him to hurt me Ugh. he's normal now and has to my knowledge not murdered anyone <laughs> when I was seven I found a mutilated body of one of my classmates who had gone missing the week before her body was dumped behind a local playground Oh, that's horrible I don't what what <laughs> Is that that? the same story? Yeah. I think. Unless it copied and pasted wrong. I think that has to be different. (laughs) I I was like, what? (laughs) Oh, and by the way. (laughs) Now, my son's creepy, but I did find a mutilated body (laughs) one. Holy shit! That has to be different. Yeah, I think okay. it's different. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wait, what's?" what's I know. Well, I I was so, too. So we're all in this together. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Next one. Walking in Walgreens, a little out of it, I look over and see a man with fresh stab wounds in his face and neck. Uh I think there's no way that's real. No one around me seems to be panicking, and the man himself seems fine. I've had hallucinations before, so I shrug it off. Then I look back at him. The stab wounds are still there, which is unusual for my hallucinations. He looks at me, and we stare at each other. I think I'm being rude by staring, because there's no way this man has actual flesh stab wounds in his face. I move on only slightly shaken, because I might need up my medication. Then a bunch of police officers come in and arrest him. It took a few minutes for the dread and fear to really sink in. Ew. That's crazy. That's well, another
1: who was the one that was stabbed? Why did he get arrested?
0: Uh, I mean, there's obviously some sort of story that's happening uh. that, you know, we have no clue about. But that that was another... It was a story... The story about the, the guy or the police officer who... um was being shot at Mm -hmm. in his car, like, it takes your mind a minute to be like, like, what is happening, Mm -hmm. you know, so, I kind of get that, uh, next one, I was maybe nine, eight or nine years old when I, when I went on a late night bike ride to Niagara Falls from my house in the neighboring town. It was kind of spooky fun going out there at 1 a.m. with no one around, but that's not the scary part. Heading home around 2 a.m., I had to pass underneath a bridge leading back to Grand Island, where I live at the time. Just on the other side of the dark underpass, there were three naked dudes throwing a rope up in a tree. One had a torch, like an honest-to-goodness Indiana Jones torch. They all just kind of looked at me as I rolled past. I noped out pretty fast. To get home, I had a short loop around the bike path and double back to get onto the bridge. As I was climbing up the bridge, I chanced to look back down on the scene I had just passed. All three guys were just staring silently up at me. It was another big nope. Ugh. That is like, what? What are they doing? I, I, ew, I know. They were naked? Yeah, three of them. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what that's so weird could you just riding your bike by him be like well, okay like, what the fuck are you doing
1: it's <laughs> so fucking weird okay first of all i would not be riding my bike um at that time of night no but this was like a young kid it, it sounded like so, well young kids are dumb, and they think nothing is going to ever
0: happen to them. So they do stupid shit like this. That's true. So I could see someone doing that, but like three grown men, (laughs) naked, throwing a rope in a... What? What? What?
1: (laughs) (laughs) so weird. What?
0: That, like, that story that you read last week with the when the guy was taking the insomnia walks, and the, like, 25 people that emerged from this... Oh. Like yeah wow, what well i can't even find one decent friend like how are these people getting together and like like what let's go walk out in the middle of the night let's get naked and throw like a rope up in a tree <laughs>
1: and they're like yes i'm down <laughs> <laughs> if you ever told me that you wanted to do that i'd be like uh you're on your own maybe that's I'm why not... i can't find any friends <laughs> because
0: i don't want to get naked i throw... well most people don't oh so yeah. okay i'm very confused <laughs> Okay, next one. Being on the phone with my son when he was robbed at gunpoint. Oh, my God. I heard the whole thing, then heard the guy running away with his phone. At that point, I had no way of knowing if my son had been hurt. He wasn't, but a truly terrifying moment Ugh, for a mother. That would be horrible. I would, I, I would oh my lose God. my fucking mind. I, no. Mm, don't mess with your kid. Don't mess with people's kids. And that's everybody. Don't mess with people. <laughs> okay. I was running home once in the middle of a thunderstorm, and quite literally, a bolt of lightning hit right in front of me. I was literally almost hit.
1: Oh, my gosh. Gosh, that's scary. That's scary.
0: Next one. Once I had to get up really early in the morning to go to a trip for my job. It was about 3.30 in the morning, and I had forgotten to go to get gas for my car the night before. I stopped at a gas station about a mile away from my house because it was well lit and it was in a nicer area. I was pumping gas and then got the weirdest feeling that I needed to move. I moved behind my car and then away from it and then noticed this huge guy standing in front of my car. He was sneaking towards me when I got the urge to get away. I was completely alone. I'm just a small girl. I almost always have mace or something with me. If I'm by myself, this time I had a knife and pulled it out and started screaming bloody murder for him to get the hell away from me. He then started moving closer around my car to me. I screamed even louder, and the attendant came out and called the cops. Definitely one of the most scariest moments of my life. Oh my my
1: gosh. Yeah, no, like, no. Well, see, I would have been screwed because I don't carry anything like that. I know, I don't either. Well, that's when you take your keys and you put them in between your yeah, fingers. Yeah, I've done and that you're before. Just like, N- no, just
0: don't even think about it. <laughs> that's right. We are tough women. <laughs> Back up. <laughs> okay. Next one. As an elderly, <sighs> that doesn't say that at all. <laughs> Starting over. As an early teen, my bro and I saw a kid on a skateboard try to grab onto the back of a semi-trailer. Oh, my God. Fell and was ran over by the rear set of wheels. (sighs) He stood up, took a few steps, and back down and passed. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I guess he died. Okay. That was it. Next one, a homeless man trying to get inside of the house through my bedroom window while I was trying to get some underwear on. Ew. Not cool. No. Next one, walking to to my parking garage late at night, a woman stopped me and asked if I could give her a ride to buy milk for her newborn. No way I was going to do that, politely declined, and still felt kind of bad. My parking garage stairwell had windows I could look out and decided to watch where she went next. She walked towards the set of dumpsters, which I passed by, and from behind them arose two men. Mm. They then walked down the alley together. I still wonder what they had in mind. If there was going to to mug me or if that was an opportunity I had passed by them before she had... What? I still wonder what they had in mind. If they were going to mug me, they had that opportunity as I passed them before she stopped me. Possibly planned to steal my car since she had asked for a ride. Either way, my stomach dropped when I saw them pop out from behind those dumpsters.
1: It wasn't nothing good, that's for sure. Yeah, don't
0: hide. Yeah. Like, no. Uh, And my last one, I watched dude get shot and die in a road rage incident. Messed me up for a while. That is horrible.
1: Well, that was depressing and yeah. dark. We need a witty rabbit. Yes, we do. Yay, witty rabbit! <laughs> so, this week I did funny Yelp reviews oh. of national parks. Oh, oh, God. Arches National Park. This park was extremely underwhelming. I went in with low expectations, ready to see a couple rocks with holes. Instead, what I saw were many stone pillars that resembled circumcised donkey dicks. What? Overall, has some pretty nice rocks, though. Take the kids. <laughs> what? Oh my God. Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. Paid $20 to get in. Didn't even get to touch lava.
0: What? I was not expecting that no. at all.
1: What? <laughs> I don't think I want to touch I didn't lava. I to
0: severely burn myself. What the
1: fuck? <laughs> Grand Canyon National Park Whoopity doo, Grand Canyon. You are a giant hole in the ground. You were caused by erosion. You don't have roller coasters or dipping dots. Oh can you say overrated? Oh my god. Oh
0: my god.
1: Yellowstone National Park. The one thing that makes this place different from other parks is the geysers. I was extremely underwhelmed. They looked so much better in the pictures. If you want a similar look, just boil a pot of water at home. Honestly, though, save yourself some money and boil some water at home. Oh, my gosh. I hate people. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Gateway Arch National Park. Boring. The thing is ugly as sin, it looks like half of a McDonald's logo or a giant urinal, and going up to the top of the arch is the worst. There's nothing to see other than St Louis's ugly skyline, which really looks like a generic skyline out of some cheap eighties indie movie. Oh my gosh, what people are stupid, people are so stupid, great sand. Wait, Great Sand Dunes National Park. It's a big mountain of sand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hence Great Sand Dunes National Park. <laughs>
0: No, sand what? What? Sand dudes have
1: sand? What? <laughs> Yosemite National Park. By the way, the park shuts off some of the waterfalls after midsummer. What? <laughs> This is probably due to dwindling park service budgets that are spent on toilet paper. Oh, my God. Please protest this fiscal mismanagement by staying away from Yosemite. Also, there are bears at Yosemite. They practice breaking into cars. Do you want a bear to break into your car? Stay away. (laughs) How dare they not put them in cages. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, shit. Death Valley National Park. I was especially happy to walk out after my encounter with Mr. Park Ranger and see what nice green grass is one of the hottest places on Earth. That did not make any sense to me whatsoever. No, not really. (laughs) Big Bend National Park. They didn't expect to get any electricity for at least half a week. Have you ever camped with a woman for half a week where there is no available warm running water anywhere? They start to stink and complain. And to top it off, we never got to see any bears or mountain lions. Thanks a lot, Obama. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know.
0: oh my gosh that person should not go camping ever
1: oh my god these are great sequoia national park this place is dangerous there are bears mountain lions and worst of all sketchy people hide (laughs) your wives hide your kids hide your husbands because they will come to your window there are, there are bugs and stuff, and they will bite you on your face. Don't waste your time here. Go to Vegas. For sure, Vegas is practical and has 7 Elevens. Oh my gosh. I hate people. Odin, you're messing me up here. Badlands National Park. I didn't see what a big deal what the big deal was. We drove a million years to see some semi-impressive rock formations, and there were rattlesnakes everywhere. Dumb! You lose cell service because you're in nowhere, USA. The only thing bad about these lands is entire is the entire experience. Waste of time. Thank God I was drunk in the back seat for the majority of the trip.
0: Oh, I literally thought I was a 15-year-old girl until you <laughs> said they were drunk. Oh, my God. <laughs> that person needs to fuck off. <laughs> There's no cell service. What? Oh, my God. It's nature.
1: <laughs> Mount Rainier. Rainier. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I think that's right. National Park. I have seen bigger mountains. <laughs> Well, okay. Great. Joshua Tree National Park. He informed us that if he tells us where the arch is and we actually go there, we will create a dangerous situation for other visitors. Duh. Go to hell, Ranger Dustin or Justin. You yeah. ruined our trip. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, no.
0: nobody knows. No. That's the problem. What are you fucking talking about?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Glacier National Park. At the time of our visit, half of the road was closed due to snow. Well, there was no snow on the mountains, and it being late June, it could not possibly have snowed there. Was there a UFO landing? Pretty fishy. That is fishy. You should never go
0: anywhere again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Carlsbad Caverns National Park. They don't enforce their rules. Children run, almost pushing you over the railing, and yell. Most people have bad odor and stink.
0: How is that anybody's, like, they can't control. I, I hate people. So they give the park a bad review because yeah. people suck? Yeah. Oh, my God. That means you suck now. Yeah. You're just as bad as all of them. <laughs>
1: Zion National Park. My guess is the people that love this place never get out much. Oh my god. And I don't know if I know how to pronounce this at all. Haley Haley Kala National Park. I have no idea why anyone would rave so much about this stupid crater. We woke up at 3.30 a.m. and drove for two and a half hours each way to watch something look That looks better on Google Images while freezing to death. Do yourself a favor and just Google Pretty Sunrise and save yourself the disappointment. Oh my gosh, yes, because Google is just as good as the real thing. For sure. Crater Lake National Park. There's an amazingly deep and creepy lake. There's a crappy lodge where they have mac and cheese. In the summertime, there are pestilent yogurt-guzzling hordes. What? (laughs) Mammoth Cave, National Park. Maybe our expectations were set high. Maybe two young guys looking for adventure was not what this place could handle. But wow, was this burning. When they turned all the lights off and told you to listen to the cave, Ranger Ashley would not stop talking. I am upset about this and wish I went to the distilleries instead. (laughs) Okay... hate people. (laughs) Acadia National Park. The only thing I really got out of my visit was a whole lot of jokes containing the phrase thunder hole. It showed a picture it looked like it was like mountains surrounding water and it was like like moving and like blowing up the sides of the mountain. Oh. That sounds cool. I know. (laughs) Grand Teton National Park. $30 $30 to get in? Are you kidding me? They raised the prices? What? Is the road paid with gold or something to make it that expensive? <laughs> Rocky Mountain National Park Way overrated First of all, there's wildlife everywhere. Who wants to run into a moose on the trail? What if it eats you? And the rangers are all way too friendly. It's like they're completely oblivious to all the suffering in the world. Plus, there's not a single Starbucks on any of the trailheads. What? Finally, too many snow-capped mountains. I I like to see the horizon at all times. It calms me. Oh my god! I think they were being sarcastic. I really hope so because man <laughs> fuck that person. <laughs> Great Smoky Mountains National Park. It's a bit scary with all the signs about controlling your children because people have fallen to their death on the trail.
0: And if those signs weren't there and their kids died they would
1: flip. You know what? I just like <laughs> oh my gosh. I hate people. Bryce Canyon National Park I would recommend not to go in the cold months because it is very cold
0: (laughs) You think? Is it cold? What? It's supposed to change weather climates immediately that you decide to take a vacation
1: Everglades National Park Keep it moving folks Nothing to see here There's actually nothing to see
0: I just, I can't understand. I can't. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. I don't. Like, you can't appreciate nature at all. Like, not Mm. at all.
1: It's not on their phone. Oh, my God. If it's not on your phone, you can't appreciate it. Like, how old are these people? I don't know.
0: They have, I mean, because I'm not that old. And I don't think like that.
1: No, I don't either.
0: So, how like literally? How old are these people? Like, are they? I want. I want to
1: know. Are they? They all sound like they're teenagers.
0: They do, Stupid especially teenagers. that one. I literally thought you were talking about a fifteen-year-old girl until she said she was drunk the whole time. Well, what does? What difference does that make? She, it was, could have been a girl. What? I, like fifteen? Though she's way too young to be drunk. <laughs> I Brandy
1: mean, really? Oh, come on.
0: I know, but. <laughs> I don't think it was a 15-year-old girl. Probably I really not. don't. I think it was some moron that acts like a 15-year-old girl. Yeah.
1: Ugh. My last one, Lassen Volcanic National Park. I literally walked into the volcano. 3 days later the smell won't leave my nostrils. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That's insane. And that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We need your stories still. Yes, we do. Send them in. GhoulsNightOutPodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook. You can recommend us on Facebook. Rate, review. Re- subscribe. Subscribe. Wherever you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.